The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Basketball Society. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast for the best division in the NBA, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. And we are here at the last episode of our division preview series. And, of course, we left the the best division for last. We left the Atlantic division. So... First off, if you haven't seen the other episodes, make sure you go into the show notes, click those links, and check out the other episodes first to, just to see what we, what else we previewed, what else we predicted, so on and so forth. But if you listened to the Year in Review series, you would have heard that we also previewed each Atlantic team a little bit in there as well. So what we're going to do with this episode, we're still going to preview the Atlantic Division, but we're also going to give our predictions for, say, the... Uh, champions this year, the Western Conference, Eastern Conference champions, some of the award winners. So we'll do a whole overview as well as the division. So without further ado, we jump in to the Atlantic division. And Mike, I mean, obviously both of us were were watching this this division very closely. Um, And last season... We uh, we saw Kawhi Leonard tear it up. The Raptors came in first in the division. Then the Sixers, Celtics, Nets, Knicks. Um, you know, what, what, what were your initial thoughts of last season? Uh, I think it kind of went how we expected. Um, well, let me rephrase that. It went how we expected if the trade if Kawhi Leonard was healthy. We said the trade makes a ton of sense if he's healthy, and he was fully healthy, and obviously he carried them to an NBA championship. Philadelphia had another strong season. Boston, Boston we thought would be better. I bet everyone thought Boston would be a 55-60 win team. They did not live up to the hype, so that is not what we expected. Brooklyn, Brooklyn surprised everyone, even me. I remember the Nets were 8-18, and and then I was saying, all right, let's tank for Zion, and then all of a sudden they went on a run, and... Obviously, we know how that what that catapulted them to, and the Knicks sucked. So, um, yes, I expected Toronto and Philly to be good. Yes, I expected the Knicks to suck. I did not expect Brooklyn to win 42 games last year, and the Celtics underwhelmed. Altogether, this conference produced an NBA champion, produced two big uh, star-studded teams moving forward, and still the worst team in basketball. So, um I think it's a it's a good thing we saved this division for last, and it's a very interesting division to say the least. Yeah, um, I, I agree that you know last season pretty much went the way we expected, and it was funny because I remember we were looking through um, some of the lines on Bovada Sportsbook, and we we were actually like right on par with a lot of the. Um, a, a lot of Las Vegas's lines as well. So we were, if we were betting people, maybe we could have made a little bit of money there. But, uh, but yeah, the the whole division shook out pretty much 
as expected, other than the Celtics, really. Like, as you said, um, that was one team that not only us, but everyone else expected to be the, the finals contender coming out of the East last year. And, you know, four seed lost in the, what was it, second round? Um, and uh, lost pretty, pretty mightily to Milwaukee, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it just ended up finishing the exact way we thought it was. The Knicks at least now have somebody that they can hang their hat on, even though it was not Zion that everyone was expecting. So let, let's just start there. Uh, first off and foremost, we'll start. We'll go last to first here. So the New York Knicks, like you said, you know, cellar dwellers. Uh, everyone knows where they're at right now, and and the the rebuild that is coming. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Knicks this this coming season? So they are they got R.J. Barrett, who I still think was the most talented player in the draft. I do think Zion Williamson came in with the most hype, has the most overall upside. But if you're giving me one guy who I think is going to turn into a star NBA player, I think it's R.J. Barrett out of this draft. Other than that, they signed a bunch of power forwards. They didn't really do much otherwise in terms of bringing in any sort of star power. They struck out completely on free agency otherwise. Um, so I'm looking at the Knicks as I think they'll win a few more games. Um, I'm going to give them 20 wins, go 20 and 62 and, and be in contention for another top three pick and we'll see what they do with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm right there too. I think they will be in that, uh, that 20, they'll, they'll at least get to the twenties in terms of wins. So I think, you know, um, even though it's not like a championship or anything, at least it's, it's better than. <laughs> better than you know not even getting the 20 so um and yeah like you like like you said rj baird is someone that that uh can really bring some excitement according to bovada rj barrett is third in rookie of the year odds which pretty much lines up with the way the draft picks went zion is at neg- uh minus 130 john morant's at plus 450 rj barrett's at plus 600 so um I think uh, that's pretty much spot on for me for for rookie of the year odds. We'll we'll get to rookie of the year after this division, but um, I I think that's pretty spot on for odds at least as, as far as that goes. That's what you think. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm really curious to hear what you what you have for rookie of the year, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So okay. Um, so yeah, that was uh, for the Knicks. So moving on to one and only your Brooklyn Nets, forty-two and forty last year. Obviously, a whole lot of movement in the off season. Uh, what, are, are you thinking anything less than a championship? Um. All right, and this is where I will uh, I will come down to earth a little bit this time. Now you're uh, coming down to earth, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I don't think we're going to win 70 games. 65 is a fair fair uh, assumption. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, what do I think the Nets are going to do? I love what the, the moves the Nets made, but it's not just Kevin Durant. It's not just Kyrie Irving. It's not just DeAndre Jordan that they brought in. I think a, a move that you, is going to pay di- huge dividends that people are going to see is Torian Prince. Torian Prince is a guy um, who – Kind of underwhelmed a little bit in, in in Houston when he came. I'm sorry, in Atlanta, coming out of Baylor, and I really like what this preseason what I saw about from Torian Prince. He could really shoot the ball. He's a six foot, I think six foot eight. Uh, he could play a little bit of that undersized four. He could play on the wing with you. He's a good, you know, he's a good defensive player. Can score. 
I think the guy that pressures off of him as a top 12 pick or a top 10 pick, whatever he was in, in Atlanta, um, he's just another guy going to fit into the, I think, uh, Kenny Atkinson system really well. Um, so I think that's a move that'll pay off. Obviously, Dinwiddie Lavert, I think, is going to blossom into another star in this league and make the all-star team this year. So I like what the, Devil, uh, what the uh, Nets, I don't know why I said Devils, I like what the Nets have going on. Um, I'm going to give a prediction of 52-30 and 30 this year. 52-30. and 30. So you have them finishing with a better record than the Sixers had last season. Yes. Bold prediction. Okay. I think they're going to be the, the three or the four seed this year. 52-30. Three or four. Okay. A 10-win difference. All right. I projected a 10-win difference last year, and they blew that out of the water. So if anything, if history repeats itself, they'll win 60 games. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll wait to, to see that to believe it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a whole lot of excitement around surrounding the Nets for good reason, obviously, you know, with Kyrie. Uh, we don't know if we're going to see Kevin Durant or not this season. He has come out and said, uh, for Nets fans not to expect him. Um, honestly, my mantra is always expect the least and then be surprised with the most. So uh, honestly, I've already been, uh, I'm not even a Nets fan and I was already expecting Kevin Durant to not even play the season. So um, even still, like you said, there's a, there's a lot of uh, promising talent on this team um deandre jordan is a good guy for jared allen to learn from especially on the defensive and and glass side of things um karis lavert like you said this is his time to shine this is his time to show is he going to be that third star to make a big three in brooklyn uh they already have a good six man in spencer dinwiddie so uh, this team is really locked and loaded and ready to go, especially when Kevin Durant comes back. And one of the interesting things that I think, especially since you mentioned uh, Torian Prince, is that uh, according to Bovada, there's three Brooklyn Nets in their odds to win most improved player of the year award. And those guys are Karis LeVert at plus 2,500, um, Jarrett Allen at plus 6,000, 6, and Tarian Prince at plus fifty five hundred. Yeah, I, I agree with all three of those, and I, I, I think one of them will win it if I had to pick one. I, I think I'm going to double down on Torian Prince. I mean, Karis Levert in my eyes is already a star player, not a superstar player, but a star player. Um, so when, when he makes the All Star game this year, I don't know if it'll count as most improved, but I think Torian Prince is going to be a guy that makes a big jump for the Nets. That's going to be my uh, if I was betting, I'd go Torian Prince. Okay, okay, and the I. I think th- I think this is the year that I'm actually gonna lay some money down here, and take this bet for Markel Fultz at plus three thousand. Oh, there you go, finally. But we- trust the process. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have a feeling. <laughs> right, but well, let's uh, see if you put your money where your mouth is. We'll see. Oh yeah, but uh, a couple other Atlantic Division people on this list are also Jason Tatum, uh, former. Atlantic Division player Terry Rozier makes an appearance on there, actually with the second highest odds, which I think is uh, a little surprising there. Um, and then after them, there's really not that many people other than Julius Randle, OG Ananobi, and that's about it. So uh, obviously in the Atlantic Division, you already have a lot of uh, established superstars. So 
but we'll get to who we really think is going to be the most improved in due time here. So let's move on to the next team in the Atlantic. That's the Boston Celtics. As we both said, they underperformed a little bit last season, finished 49 and 33. Still, you know, nothing to to laugh at. They're for the fourth seed in the the East. Um, what what do you what do you think of them going forward this season? So I think they come in this year with lesser expectations. Um, They lost Kyrie Irving. Thank God. They lost Terry Rozier. Um, They lost Al Horford. But they gained Kemba Walker. Uh, You're going to hopefully see the next step for them for Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum. Uh, They they didn't have a a star-studded draft class, but they had an intriguing draft class with guys like Romeo Lankford. they brought Carson in Taco Edwards. Fall, Carson Edwards. Uh, I think Robert Williams might even show up for them this year. Time so, Lord. What? Time Lord. Time Lord. <laughs> uh, so I think with the lesser expectations, you're going to see a more relaxed um, Celtics team. You're going to see Gordon Hayward bounce back a little bit. I think the team can will make the playoffs. Brad Stevens is still one of the top five coaches in the league. I'm going to give them a record prediction of – I think they're going to – win similar amount of games this year um i'm gonna give them 48 and what is that 48 and 24 uh but it'll be a 48 and 34 i'm sorry 34 48 and 34 it'll be a it'll be a different feeling though because obviously the the predictions aren't for them to be a top four seed in the in the east this year at least that's what i think i don't I, i haven't looked at like you know whoever the expert predictions are but i'm assuming they're not projected to win 55 games again Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see their their wins going up from last season unless Jason Tatum makes, like, a tremendous leap. Um, I, I, I mean, not saying, not saying that's not possible, but he, I don't know. I always thought with Jason Tatum that most of what he's giving now is what you're going to get. He's going to get incrementally better, I always thought, but I don't I just never thought he was going to have the same kind of potential as all of the other guys in his draft class. Um so I do think he'll get better and I think he'll become that uh number like 1A or 1B kind of player with Kemba, but I just don't think that that he's going to be the guy to to lead a team to like a uh, 55 to 60 win season or or beyond that um and yeah like you said that that's a lot of um that's a lot of talent to lose uh, like right off the bat i mean you lose your sixth man in terry rosier um you lose Al Horford, who is the defensive anchor and one of the most like you know wily skilled veterans and uh, you lose your starting point guard in Kyrie. Sure, you place replace him with Kemba. I get it. I mean, they're they're very similar in the way that both at the in the way that they both play. Um, but other than that, yeah, like I mean, Gordon Hayward. We still have to see what he's going to bring to the table. Like we haven't seen him really get back to the ways that we have grown accustomed to Gordon Hayward in Utah. So. It it's interesting because this team could really go a multitude of different ways. So 
I, but I agree, though. I think they take a step back. I think they go with about 46 wins. Um, and I think they get, like, the probably the sixth seed. It's fair. That's a fair prediction. Um, but go, moving on from then, we get to my own Philadelphia 76ers. Now, last season, they finished 51-31. and 31. Um, we saw them get to uh, play the Toronto Raptors. We saw them lose in seven games by the the ridiculous game winning shot from Kawhi Leonard. And uh, yeah, it was a it was overall a good season, but it was a, a heartbreaking season at that. Um, and this time they have revamped. They lost Jimmy Butler, but they retained Tobias Harris. They got Josh Richardson. They got Al Horford. Um, on their bench, they got guys like Trey Burke, uh, Matisse Thibel. Uh, they still have Mike Scott and James Ennis. Um, they picked up uh, Raul Neto. Uh, they picked up a lot of these guys that really look like solid role players, but also a lot of people that... Um, are very good compliments to the stars that are already in the starting squad. Personally, I'm very excited to see what this team does. Sure, they also lost JJ Redick, and they're shooting uh, like they don't have that one guy that like you know that sniper of a three point shooter. But the defense on this team is going to be the biggest thing about it. And a couple of the guys, namely Ben Simmons, has come out and said they want to be the number one defense in the entire league, and there's no reason that they can't be. Um, I think they improve from last season. I think they get the second seed, and I think they win 59 games. Really? Yes. Do you want my prediction? Go for it. I think Joel Embiid goes down with a major back injury. I think that Ben Simmons doesn't hit a single three-pointer, and I think that the Philadelphia 76ers season goes completely up in flames. They top out at 35 wins. Well, someone crapped in your cereal today. (laughs) No, that's a joke. Uh, I think Ben Simmons will make a a few three-pointers this year. I do think Joel Embiid will be an MVP candidate. Uh... I think they, um, I do think they will be a little bit haunted by the ghost of Markel Fultz. Uh, I think he will actually turn out to be a good player in Orlando. But Al Horford, Tobias Harris, the only pro- Josh Richardson was the guy they brought in. The only problem is they just they lack a real, true like, point guard. Trace Burke, uh, you know, is their de facto point guard on the roster. I know. Ben Simmons is a point guard, but he's six foot ten. Come on. Um, what does height have to do with anything? If you're a point guard, you're a point guard. Or you know, he's not a real point guard. You got a guy <laughs> who went to the college of Wheeling Jesuit University. Yes. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, is that even an American college? What else do you want to know? Haywood uh, Highsmith. From Wheeling Jesuit University is yeah. the greatest name college combination I've ever seen. Haywood is the man. Oh, you have Christ. They got Kumaji from Florida State. Okay, I see. You trying to counter the taco fall in Boston. I understand. I see it. Exactly. Just in case. 
just in case. We also got Mariel Shyock. I do like Mario Shayak, but I don't know if his game will translate to the NBA. Uh, no, I'll give a uh, Phil. I'll be fair with Philly. I think they will end up winning the Atlantic Division. I do think they'll win. Uh, I don't think they'll win 59 games. I'll give them 56 wins. Maybe Ben Simmons hits 15 three pointers this year. Um, but I, I, the Philly Philly fans should be excited as much as it pains me to say that. <laughs> oh, and I did forget uh, two names there: Furkan Korkmaz and Kyle O'Quinn as well. Uh, we didn't forget them; they're just not worth mentioning. Oh, Furkan is always worth mentioning. Furkan, the uh, go, uh, the the Hall of Fame summer league player. Yes, and the only team that has a specific name for when they bring in the subs at the end of the game in garbage time. When you're winning, you pop the cork and you bring in Korkmaz. Just stop. I'm not even the one who created that. Just stop. Please. Please stop. But anyway, moving on to the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, uh, they had their best season yet last year. And then it completely changed in the offseason. Um, what, what do you got for the Toronto Raptors this year? So the Raptors lost Kawhi Leonard. They gave Kyle Lowry $30 million. Why, I don't know. Only one uh, year. They, still, they have Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka. They probably have the most players born in the 80s I've ever seen on one team. That's not very good. They did bring in Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. They did bring in... Uh, Stanley Johnson, so and OG Anobi, who was already there with Sago Bacanante. So they're really going for defense and above above the uh, board. I think we're going to see uh, the Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam show, and I think it's going to lead the Toronto Raptors to an eight seed, winning 42 games at 40. I'll give them 41 and 41, a 500 record, getting the eight seed. Okay, okay. All thanks to Spicy P. Spicy P. So I'm talking about, but I actually really like the move by Toronto paying Kyle Lowry that money for one year because a, a whole bunch of teams take it the wrong way when you want to honor a guy who has played for you a lot of their career and has given you their best years and has taken or helped lead your team to the best years of, you know, the franchise's uh, tenure. Um and I think they did the right thing in giving him all that money for one year instead of giving him, like, the max for four years. Because now you honor the player for giving his best to your, your franchise, he gets his money, and you're not locked up in a terrible contract for years to come. And it's at this point, this coming season, there really wasn't much they were going to do anyway after Kawhi left. So... At this point, yeah, give Kyle Lowry his money, rock out this year, see what, see how Fred Van Vliet, Spicy P, OG Anunoby, and those guys grow, and then next season, you know, get ready to retool and try and get back up into that top spot that you were at before. Um, I mean, Kyle Lowry definitely could be used as a trading chip on top of that, so... There's a lot of different ways they can go, but I agree this season, I think they'll be scratching and clawing for that eighth seed, maybe a seventh seed. I think they'll actually finish 40 with 42 wins, I'm going to say. All right, so we're kind of we're kind of in the same boat as most teams. You're a little higher on Philly, arguably, and I'm a lot higher on Brooklyn, but, you know, you could be homers every once in a while. Exactly, exactly. It's not a crime. Um, so... 
let's talk about some awards and fi- well uh, let's let's just go into the playoffs first since we gave our predictions for all of these divisions and everything let's go into the playoffs here um and let's talk about western conference winners eastern conference winners uh, for we'll start with eastern conference since we're on the east right now according to bovada the team the three best teams or three teams with the best odds i should say are the milwaukee bucks at plus 155 the Sixers at plus 210, and the Celtics at plus 700. What do you got to say to that? Well, I agree on the Milwaukee Bucks. I think inevitably Milwaukee will finally get over to hump. They will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals behind the true Splash Brothers and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, Yes, that is Brooke and Robin Lopez, the Mountain Splash Brothers. Um, The enlarged Splash Brothers. Um, I agree with that. I think Milwaukee is the team to be in the East. I don't know if they're going to be the eventual NBA champion, but I do think that they will be the team that gets out of the Eastern Conference. Wait, say that again? I don't think they'll... I don't know if they'll win the NBA Finals, but I think they'll be the team that beat and come out of the Eastern Conference. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure. What did you think I said? Oh, no, I just wanted to make sure. Just, you know, really wanted to drive home the fact in my in my head that you really have the Bucks going to the finals. Yeah, well, they have a complete team, unlike Philadelphia, and obviously Brooklyn without Kevin Durant. Unlike Philadelphia. So all of a sudden, Philadelphia, Philadelphia doesn't, have, doesn't have a guard. Josh Richardson is a guard. Okay, but they, don't, they have four guys that are 6'10". And? What, are you just going to crash the boards every game? Who's going to get a rebound? Us. Taco Fall. He probably wouldn't even get a rebound. (laughs) Just just wait. Just wait. You'll see. You'll see. I'm usually right. Sixers going to win the East. Be in the finals. And in the Eastern Conference Championship, they're going to beat the Bucks. In five games. Yeah, okay. Bet on it. I will put some money down. By the end of this season, you're not going to have any money left. Oh, I'm going to be rich by the end of the season. I'm telling you that much. Anyway, on to the Western Conference winners. So. You know where I'm going. from, From Bovada on this one. We have the top three teams being the Clippers at plus 210, the Lakers at plus 250, and the Rockets at plus 500. I disagree with all of those completely because the team to beat in the Western Conference is not only than the Denver Nuggets. Who have the sixth highest odds in the Western Blast Conference. Blasphemy. I am going to retire off of this bet. <laughs> I'm taking my savings account and putting it on the Denver Nuggets. I think you might be the one that doesn't have any money by the end of the season. And I'm not only gonna I'm gonna spoil something that we're probably we're gonna get to next, but I'm gonna give it to you right now. Not only do I think the Denver Nuggets are gonna win the Western Conference, but I think with an asterisk like Ben Simmons did before, Michael Porter Jr. is uh-huh. gonna win the Western Conference Rookie of the, or I guess the NBA Rookie of the Year. From your Denver Nuggets. Wow. 
Put it in the book. Wow. I don't know if he was even in the odds for rookie of the he year. Was. He was the fifth guy that you, you, you'd only mention the top four. And at oh, plus yep, 1,600 on Bavada, Michael Porter Jr. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'll give you the fact that that's a solid pick because he has looked. I, I really liked like the way he's bucket. looked. He has looked good. I'm not going to lie. Um,. But, yeah, as far as Western Conference winners goes, it's not going to be the Nuggets. I'm okay. sorry, but it's not. It's going to be the Clippers. Keep down. It's going to be the Clippers. I don't care if I'm being a front runner on it, but it's going to be the Clippers. I just know for you one— You think both f- those guys can stay healthy for a full year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Especially because Paul George, there's no need to rush him back in the beginning of the season. So Paul George is going to take his time to even come back in the first place. Paul George is a walking injury. And then they're going to have plenty of load management. It'll be fine. Okay. So <laughs> the only the one fact I know is the Lakers are damn sure not making the finals. Because, yeah, I agree. Well, I told you they were going to win 45 games. That's true. That's true. But our Anthony Davis is already missing time. <laughs> also true. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to see the Lakers in the finals, and I don't think they will make the finals. I think it's crazy that Houston is third when, I don't know, even with Chris Paul and everybody, they haven't even, I mean, they got to the Western Conference finals, but they really didn't look like they were going to even become, they were even going to win. So, um, and the fact it is a little crazy to me the fact that they put Denver behind Utah. Yeah, I I don't agree. Oh, Utah, I don't know. Utah's gonna be good too with the uh, Conley and they brought in Boyan. So you know it's they, true. They... But like you just said with Paul George, Conley has gotten hurt almost every single season. No, I know. I, we'll see. Utah's a team. If I didn't pick, uh, if I didn't pick. Uh, Denver was my sleeper team. I would have been Utah, but I'm doubling down on my prediction from last year, and I think Denver is going to win the win the West. And I, I actually am going to even say I think Denver is going to win the NBA championship. I was just about to get into the finals winners because I think Denver is going to take home the Larry O'Brien Trophy behind Nikolai Jokic that the the year of the joke. Wow! So. Your finals are veterans going to be on the block, but yeah. just wait on it. I mean, so your your finals is Denver versus Milwaukee. Yes, that is a boring ass finals. What? That is a beautiful finals. That is a boring ass. Greg Popovich, Red Auerbach would be uh, happy as can be. I mean, yeah, if we want to see, you know, fundamentals. If we want to see Giannis versus Denver, sure. But that's not what well, anyone wants Jokic to see. Jokic versus Milwaukee, but okay. It's going to be Sixers versus Clippers. All right. Well, write and it down. The- we'll see who who wins. Uh um I bet you Neither of us get him completely right, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be Sixers versus Clippers in the finals. And I will say this. It'll go seven games. And I think Kawhi kills Philly again. All right. 
That's fair. That's your prediction. But um, according to Bovada, our two champion winners that we just predicted, the Sixers are at plus 750, which are the fourth highest odds. Denver is at plus 1,800, which is the eighth highest odds. To win it all. To win it all. That's not asking too much. I bet you Toronto wasn't that high last year. Uh, no, I don't think they were, uh, they might've been tops. They're probably in the top nine. I just don't know exactly where they were. Um, but so moving on from that, building off of that, we'll, we'll say, we'll save MVP for the last one, but let, let's go to, to most improved player of the year, because we did say we would revisit this. I told you already, Torian Prince. So you have Torian Prince, I have Markel Fultz. Okay, we already we already settled that one. So let's go to Coach of the Year. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. No, I'll be realistic. Um, I don't know the name. I can't think right now. But the coach of the of the Sacramento Kings, David Yeager. No, Luke right. Walton's the coach. Luke now. Walton. There we go. Luke Walton, Coach of the Year. Luke Walton. Luke Walton? <sighs> I don't know about all that. I think the coach of the year is going to be none other than Nate McMillan. Good luck with that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I think the coach of the year is actually so I, I I'm kind of torn for coach of the year. I think it's going to be between either Terry Stotts for Portland because I think Portland's getting overlooked a lot because of all the movement in the West and Portland has some very good pieces as well as still a, they still have Lillard and and McCollum. Um but I kind of also like Alvin Gentry. If Alvin Gentry can take that team full of a lot of young guys and get to at least a probably like a 7-6 seed, I think he could definitely get coach of the year. We'll see what that I, I don't know. Zion's already missing some time, so we'll see. I'm just saying. All right. But uh, so to finish it off here, We'll go. Oh wait, I never gave. We never, or I never gave my rookie of the year. First off, my rookie of the year is not Zion either. It's not John Morant. It's not even R.J. Barrett. I know who it is. Who is it? Rui Hachimura. No. Tyler Hero. I know my next guess. That kid has been going off in preseason. His shot is pure. His mechanics are great. And he's on a team that he's going to get plenty of playing time. And also on a team that's not going to do that bad and probably will make the playoffs. So I think Tyler Hero gets that Rookie of the Year nod. I actually like that pick. Still think Michael Board Jr. is going to win it, but I like that pick. All right. So wrapping it all up. MVP, according to Bavada, we have Giannis in first again at plus 300. We have Stephen Curry behind him at plus 550, then Kawhi at plus 1,000, 
Oh, I'm sorry. There's a couple others before Kawhi. There's Harden at plus 800, LeBron at plus 700, Anthony Davis at plus 700, then Kawhi at plus 1,000. Who you well, got? You know where I'm going. I'm do- I'm triple da- tripling down here. Nikola Jokic again? Again. He's going to win last year. He's got to win one. I don't care. I'm going to keep saying it until he wins it. Give the man the, the, the give the give the uh, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy in the mountains the respect that he deserves. In the mountains. Oh God. The uh, Rocky Pillsbury Doughboy. It's not going to be Jokic. We all know it's not going to be Jokic. Put I think some it's, respect on his name. I think it's a little disrespectful that Kawhi is behind. Both LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's just because whoever whoever's running the odds makers there must be a Laker fan. Probably. But we all know the true MVP, the real MVP. Carl Anthony Towns. Hell no. Joel the Process Embiid. Yeah, okay. Book it. Can't win an MVP when playing 60 games. Book it right now Joel Embiid MVP. Joel MVP instead of Embiid. He's just going to change his last name now. It's just going to be Joel MVP. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. That's that's how I see it. Alright. But it's going to be a fun season. Season starts in less than a week, I think, at this point. Or maybe a week exactly. Yeah. So can't wait. Season is coming fast. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast for the best division in the NBA. Make sure you check out our other year-in-review series and our division preview series before the season starts. All of those will be in the show notes. And make sure you check out BasketballSocietyOnline.com as well as the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week when the season started. Peace.